Have you heard interesting news in the UFO fronts in the last little while? I don't think so. Okay, well, I have verbatim. This is a post that I saved from the Alien subreddit. And this is a very interesting little article. And it, it is many articles within it. But I just want to say person posted. It's posted by an individual by the name of Erdnot Reeve. Mm-hmm. Probably not his real name, but... <laughs> This is the uh, sequence of events that have taken place this week, which I find very interesting. So March 22nd, 23rd, 2021, Marco Rubio, who is a senator from Florida, went on TMZ and Fox News to talk about UAPs, unexplained aerial phenomena, and their interest in military installations and assets. Number two, March 23, 2021, Louis Elizondo also went on Fox News to comment about the soon-to-be-released Pentagon report. Okay. Number three, also March 23, 2021, The Drive posted a very well-written article about U.S. destroyers swarmed by mysterious drones. Article was picked up on March 24th by NBC News. Ah, that's that's the team of um, To the Stars. Tom DeLong. Yeah, Luis Elizondo. Yeah, and so, Marco Rubio, I believe, is working with him as well. Interesting, because he is a sitting senator. I've, I'm not a huge I've, fan of him, but the fact that he does do this for UFOs is, uh, it's frankly nice to see somebody in politics actually doing something. Oh, absolutely. It seems to be becoming a little bit more normalized. But no, he sounds very familiar. He must have been doing something before. I believe he's a part of that team with Two okay. the Stars. And and I believe he is the one who was pushing, remember we were talking about the COVID legislation that had that little thing about UFO reports being released? He was the mm-hmm. one that pushed for it, and it is coming soon to being required to be released. Very cool. So there's going to be a there's lot more, more about stuff. UFOs coming out in the very, very short interesting time. because that's what they kept saying before the pentagon released the tic tac yeah see what happens everybody stay tuned by the time we get this out it will probably be common knowledge that there are aliens living both among us and in fact are our fathers so can't wait who'd have thunk it (laughs) he seems so normal with his puns but it turns out puns are not of this world (laughs) anyhow let's get to the normal stuff From the unexplained to the mundane, come join us on a journey to the fringe. Hello and welcome back to Journey to the Fringe, where we are continuing on our dive into cryptids, more specifically man-like cryptids, more specifically wild men. They are men who have decided to throw off their garbs and tax requirements and live amongst nature and the woods and more so be an arbiter to the spirits that live a wild. And more specifically, we're actually talking about things like Bigfoot. The the common folk. Yes. Who coincidentally does not have to pay taxes. But as far as we know, nor does he have income. So that's fair. Also, I I will say your child made me watch the Bigfoot family movie. It's pretty bad. It hadn't even, I heard that he was watching that and you were talking about that. Isn't that the yeah. one that Alberta got offended about? Yeah. And it's hilarious because had, had Alberta not actually said anything about it, probably would have went more under the radar, but now everybody's Funny at enough, least heard about it. I was it. just reading a subreddit about controversies that weren't controversial until somebody said something. And I feel like that's an example of it. Yeah. What we're just 
that well, are it, it, I was just it's reading. actually it's called uh the streisand effect yes and as soon as you want something deleted from the internet it becomes very easy to find yeah. and that's exactly what i was just reading on reddit and it, the entire like the streisand effect is Pictures were posted of Barbara Streisand's house online, which big deal. Most people's houses are online. She sent uh, legal cease and desist to wherever it was posted. And people were pissed off that she didn't want her people to see her house. So guess what? It's posted everywhere you could possibly find it. Funny enough, I think it does work long term because I have no idea what Barbara Streisand's house looks like. But for a short period of time, apparently, you uh, couldn't go anywhere on the internet without seeing Barbara we'll Streisand. We'll start it up post. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's bring it back. <laughs> Just journey to the friend. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to uh, more pertinent information, specifically Bigfoots and how, yes, he is our charismatic is. front man for cryptids and specifically the wild man genre of cryptids. Hmm. But there are many iterations of him around the world. And I we're going to dive into just a couple of them here. And this is not going to be a deep dive, I don't think, into any of them. We couldn't cover them. We would take, honestly, several episodes to do a deep dive into any one group because these are things that go back so far in time in each culture that they interact with. So I think what we're really going to do is just give you an idea of a few around the world that you wouldn't have heard of before and really their interaction with the society around them yes. now honestly the ones that everybody knows about are bigfoot obviously also known as sasquatch or the yeah Yeti. well i would hope that now they know it at least from my episode last week. yes now where we're gonna go from here now is we're gonna go into china and we're gonna go into a an even smaller part of this small part of the world uh it's called hubei province and thankfully, we actually have something now that, well, sorry, I shouldn't say thankfully. You have all heard of this province in some way or form because the capital of Hubei province is Wuhan. Mm. Can all so at least this kind of gives you, a, yes, this gives you somewhere to look at for this. I like Chinese because it's a very literal language. Most things, most things that are named have a purpose for their names. So Hubei is made up of two words in Chinese. Hu means lake, Bay means north. So this province literally means north of the lake. Wuhan doesn't quite work that way because it's an amalgamation of three cities. It is a combination of... And sorry, just so everybody knows, I have studied for a while Chinese language, uh, Mandarin. I at least know the basics of the language, so I can give you a little bit of etymology when we're talking about all this stuff. And it, I, I think it does help a little bit with everything that's going on here. I would say... So Wuhan's an amalgamation of three cities because it got so big and it is fairly big. It's only the ninth largest city in China, but it has over 11 million people. It's pretty there. gigantic. And it's a, an amalgamation of Wuchang, Hankou and Hanyang. And they are uh, honestly, this is a beautiful part of China that nobody really talks about is very ancient. It's very mountainous. So this is really where you go in China to get back to nature. This part of China is known for something called the Yeren. Now, Yeren is made up of two words, Ye, which means wild, more or less. I think that's the easiest translation to go with. Ren means man, so it literally means wild. Does have a few other names. Uh, to keep it simple, I'm just going to keep it to the ones that can easily translate. And that is the Ho Ren, which is monkey man, or Xiong Ren, 
which is the bear man. Just while we're on this subject, it I need to talk about pandas just for a minute because it is my favorite translation literally from Chinese to English. Pandas? So, yeah, panda is not a Chinese word at all. Their name oh, in doesn't Chinese sound like is, it would be. is Xiong Mao. And I, I'm just for ease, I'm not doing tones because nobody cares about tones when they're listening to me talk in English. Xiong means bear. Mao means cat. So it's literally a bear cat. And if you see those things move around, it is a hilariously correct interpretation of what they are. You do like a panda. Yeah, they are awkward little drunk bastards. And pandas eat bamboo and the bamboo ferments in their stomach and they get drunk off it. So if you ever go see pandas, just for whatever reason, if this is what you're basing your studies of pandas on, be it as it may, sure, you're learning more. Go see a panda in the morning because they're going to be drunk and passed out in the afternoon. There's so many animals that actually just like to get high and drunk. Hmm? Monkeys, um, koalas, or cats. Pretty much every kind of cat. Regular cats? Regular cats? Catnip? All right. About the catnip. Yeah. I love nip. So, yeah, what we're talking about today is, well, sorry, what we're talking about right now is the Yeren, <laughs> which is in Hubei province. And a specific part of Hubei province is on the westernmost point, not the westernmost. It's a, there's kind of a fork in the road when you get to the west part of Hubei, if you're looking at it on a map. And it's right at that point where it splits where this region of Hubei is that Yeren is considered to be living. This area of the Hubei province is called Shen Nangjia. Shen Nangjia. And what this literally means is Shenang's ladder. And Shenang is considered one of the three sovereigns. He lived, if he actually lived, he lived about 5,000 years ago. And he brought to China farming, medicine, acupuncture, a whole bunch of different stuff, and herbalism. He would go up into the mountains with his ladder to collect different herbs to study and try to bring medicines to parts of China. That's very literal. Yeah, this part of China is very, very isolated. It's the average elevation in this area of the province is 2000 meters above sea level. <laughs> so it's very high. It's very isolated. There's no airports in or out of this. There's no trains in or out of this. You have to take the highway. And from what I was reading, the highways aren't well kept into this area. So it is actually very hard to get up here. Shenangjia is the forestry district. So it's very okay. isolated. The biggest city in this area is Songbai, and it's 31,000 people. So on... Small compared to Wuhan. Yeah, honestly, on China standards, that is very backcountry. The Yeren is more or less the same height as a Bigfoot would be in North America. It's somewhere mm -hmm. between 2 to 2.5, 2.8 meters tall. So somewhere between 6.5 feet tall to about 8 to 9 feet tall. It ranges slightly in color. Most people say it's red, like an orangutan. Mm -hmm. But there are also sightings of black, in rare cases, white. Yeah, oh, red. there are? Yeah, there are some and this is... This is area and it's hilarious if you actually go on the Hubei province website about tourism they do boast that Yeren lives in here and there's been over 400 sightings of him nice so unfortunately that's actually not that many I was actually really surprised and I you can't find a whole lot because not everything's getting translated out of Chinese over into English for this stuff yeah 
Of course. So it is really hard to find a lot. There are, I did find a few cases and there is somebody who has been studying footprints of the ERN and he has made note that the footprints that they have found of the ERN has no arch, which is also very common within the uh, Bigfoot castings that they find in North America. Now that I'm thinking about it, I never actually noticed that. Maybe no one's pointed it specifically out, but no. Never I do believe they've done that when they're talking about yeah, uh, sorry, not yeah, right, Bigfoot in North America. Hmm. But what what that really means is that if somebody was trying to fake a Bigfoot or a wild man, let's just call it wild man in general right now, yeah. print, they're not basing it off of a human foot because a human foot has a very distinct arch hmm. and it makes a lot of sense. And if you were trying to make it look like a human foot just bigger, you would make a distinct arch. Probably. Now, also, having said that, if you weren't thinking about it too much and you wanted to make a fake footprint, you probably wouldn't put an arch in there. Yeah, but I would probably also, not. I would probably miss putting an arch, to yes, be completely but also, honest. at that point, I do feel if people were looking at footprints and they were created by somebody who didn't realize a human foot has an arch that needs to be accounted for in the footprint, there would be more than just that is the issue of, oh yeah, that's fake because there's no arch. Yeah, probably. There is one person who has, I found a few uh, scientific papers on this. It looks like a man by the name of Zhou Guoxing has done a lot of research on this at the Beijing Museum of Natural History. He has collected a lot of hair from Yeren sightings. Not one of these hairs has actually been found to be from an unknown creature, unfortunately. But he has also been the one collecting these footprints that are out there. He also has a few sightings that are very interesting. He has Can I found ask what what was the hair? What did it come back as? All sorts of things. Sometimes monkey, okay. sometimes ox, uh, sometimes bear. It's all over the map, honestly. Wild boar has been in there as well. Mm-hmm. Let's just go quickly through all these. Wild man hair collected by Yin Hong Fa actually be- belongs to a Ciro. Wild man hair found in Shenangjia region was actually dyed human hair. Wild man hair found in Legong Mountain, Guizhou province actually belongs to a wild boar. Wild man hair collected in Jiangyong Hammerman Institute of Scientific Research, Shenangjia Natural Reservation Area belongs to a goral. And then there was something that says they found a wild man that was killed and eaten by bears turned out to be fake. Okay. So yeah, it's kind of all over the map on that. But when it comes to sightings, I found a few of them kind of interesting and a lot more believable than these people that are handing in hairs and they clearly weren't hairs that belonged to this guy. Mm-hmm. In Shenangjia National Nature Reserve, park ranger by the name of Yuan Yuhao was interviewed by this man we've been talking about. He claimed to have observed a Yeren in the reserve in 1995. He was on patrol climbing a slope near the head of a valley at an elevation of approximately 2100 meters. The site is a mosaic of fir forest and sedge meadows. Yuan observed the Yeren through binoculars at a distance about approximately 500 meters. It was covered in reddish brown hair, reclining and sunning itself on the exposed facing slope. So, you know, just having a a, a nice little relax. I like it. When Yuan called out to it, it returned his gaze and finally arose and walked away bipedally into the nearby tree line. He then estimated that its height was about 2.3 meters. Now, when this guy was going about collecting his information, he would lie out a bunch of photos in front of him. He's saying, what did you actually see? Which did it most look like? 
And he would have a bunch of the different monkeys of the region. He did have mm. people looking a little awkwardly. He had bears and he had this um, rendering done of what most people describe the Yerenda look like. Mm -hmm. And both of these individuals, and I'm going to talk about the next one here soon, said the orangutan, at least the fur looked right, but nothing else looked right. And then they would point to the artist depiction of a Yeren as the closest thing to what they saw. Which is very interesting because we're very close to the area where Gigantopithecus fossils were discovered, hmm. which is the giant version of the orangutan that we've talked about in the last episode that probably went extinct yeah. about 60,000 years ago. And when we're talking about all of the ones in Asia here, the areas of Asia we're talking to do not have, at least now, orangutan native to them. The last known fossils of orangutans went extinct about 60,000 years ago from their estimates. Like we're talking about, it's very hard from fossils to probably make estimations like that because they don't, not conducive yes. to sticking around. And now the other one I'm talking about now is this was observed by a man named Zhang Jiahong. A farmer near the village of Muyu, he described an encounter with two Yeren while gathering medicinal herbs on September 15th of 2005. He observed the hominids from a distance of about 15 meters feeding on vegetation. He described them as being over two meters tall and they were entirely hair covered, including the face, except for the eyes and the large nose. He nerved. Mm -hmm. And I love this. This is the best way of awkwardly describing your presence. So he nervously coughed, alerting the Yeren <laughs> to his presence, and they slowly retreated from the scene remaining upright. It's it sounds almost like, like a lot of interactions yeah, I've had. It's almost <laughs> like somebody having a conversation on a phone in a toilet stall, and you're, you you want to make sure they know they're not alone, so you make an awkward cough. <laughs> And this guy as well noted that exact same thing. He was shown these photos and he was a lot closer here. And sorry, in the last one, the guy at 500 meters saw them through binoculars. So he did get a good look at them. <laughs> this one's at 15 meters and close enough to make an awkward cough noticeable and somebody <laughs> leave because of it. I can't. Can you imagine coming up on a bear and being like... <laughs> Someone's here. <laughs> Like, what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> and I would like it to be noted that there is a there is a very rare type of monkey that lives in these woods. Nowhere near the size of Yeren. It's called the gold snub-nosed monkey, I believe. And it, it's a really cool looking monkey. It's one of the few snow monkeys out there. Yeah, golden snub-nosed monkey. I'm going to share my screen just with you quick for those at home. Please look at this as well, but I'm not going to share with you. This is what they only. look like. And they are maybe That's adorable. At, at most two feet tall. They're endangered, unfortunately, but that's adorable. Yeah, except for this one. He bite. <laughs> He's angry. And this part of the world as well. There was an expedition to find the Yeren in 2012. I couldn't find any conclusions to the expedition. It was scientific. It was put on by a group of scientists. But my guess which I think we can go with, is that it didn't conclude in the Yeren being found. For I feel like we would have heard about it. Also importantly, when we're talking about the different types of cryptids out there, this is a part of Asia where um, tigers were living, and they believe it is extinct in the region, but they don't know for sure. So they're actually looking at reintroducing tigers into this region. 
Interesting. So it, it is a hard to reach area where it is. Yeah, we're pretty sure they're extinct, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. I guess. How do you really know if it's that dense? Yeah. So that that is the Yeren in a nutshell. Very it cool. is a wild man or a or a monkey man or a bear man. Very cool. I like but that. But if anything, we know he doesn't like awkward coughs. So if they're you're ever attacked by one or it gives one them a, is bearing a down on you, just, just awkward <laughs> cough. It gives them a chance to pick up his picnic, pack it up and get out. If you ever come across a bathing Yeren out into just basking in the sunlight. Sunbathing. sunbathing I, I would feel compelled only to give a polite cough as well if he was sunbathing. Yeah, you know, it depends on what stage of sunbathing he's at. <laughs> I feel like if you come across it and it's basically in nap mode from just enjoying too much sun. Yeah. You, you got to just let it have it. It's you true. go back from. I wouldn't even day. cough. I would just no. leave. Or and then the scratch on the tummy. The other one I wanted to talk about today is uh, it's there are many names for this. I'm going to go with the one that is easiest for me to say. And it's still hard for me to say. It's called Batutut. And like it is. A wild man that is native to the likes of Borneo, Vietnam, and Sumatra. And it is widely noted across the ages. In this area, it is actually known as the Guardian of Jungles. But where we're actually going to talk about it is with its uh, interaction with American armed forces during the Vietnam War. Because it is Hmm. more widely known, at least in North America, as the Rock Ape. And this this is... Vietnam that we call this it there. Oh, Vietnam, I guess because yeah. we would have had interactions with it. Yeah. Perhaps. I will yeah. find out many, many interactions with it, actually. And it's called the rock ape because of its propensity to throw rocks at people. It's very aggressive, mm. doesn't like people in its woods. And unlike all the wild men we've talked about that range from about two meters to three meters, somewhere in that range, nobody really describes this thing as over six feet. In fact, when you're actually talking to Vietnam veterans, the ones who saw it always described it as about the height of a 10 year old. Oh, so it's around five feet tall, under five feet tall. The biggest you will see it described as is six feet tall. Interesting. So it never reaches two meters tall. And it is known, the ones we've talked about, they've always been very standoffish, Mm -hmm. uh, don't want to interact. The rock ape is known to be aggressive. So if you come into its neck of the woods, it will yell at you Mm. in ape-like yells, and it will throw rocks at you. And most importantly, it lives in groups. So you very rarely just see one rock ape. Mm. It is known throughout Vietnam, people there know it's there or at least talk about it as something that is there. There are many reports from Vietnam veterans of interacting with this ape, not just on your own within groups. There are stories of returning fire on these apes. Officially, no bodies were ever discovered, but people shot at it because they wanted to know if it was peaceful. Yeah, these guys apparently were not if they're throwing rocks. Yes. Good for them. Like I'm that. glad this finally someone worked was, out. Someone was finally fighting back. Mm-hmm. I found this very interesting. So I don't want to get into too much detail with this because we are going over three different ones. And honestly, if we want to go back to the rock apes, please let us know if you want to go back to the rock apes because there are yeah. definitely stories we can talk about. And these are very, it is a different style of wild man that is much smaller, more agile and aggressive. 
Yeah. But there is a doctor by the name of Tran Hong Viet. And I apologize, my Vietnamese is horrendous, for I never learned to speak it. But he got into the science of finding and uh, doing prints of Batutu tracks. So he has a lot of tracks and he believes this being does exist and is out there and he wants to find it. And I really like this guy because as we talked about in our cryptid video, that type of ox that was discovered in Vietnam in the 90s mm-hmm. in a very isolated neck of the woods, he was the one who discovered it. And this is the area of the world that he believes the Batutut is. Interesting. So he's still looking into this area. So he's saying there's a chance. Yeah. And if you want to learn more, there is a very good book published on this matter called Very Crazy G.I. Strange But True Stories of the Vietnam War, where people recount their interactions with the rock ape. If you would like to learn more, we can definitely do an episode on just rock apes. Uh, Linda Moulton Howe has looked into rock apes before, and it is just surreal, the accounts of these guys, as compared to most wild men that you hear about. That's my part today. Chelsea, how about you tell us what's on your plate? Yeah, so I have, I looked at the Yowie, who hails from the land down under, Australia, of all places for weird animals to be and cryptids to be surviving, I probably first would have picked Australia. The origin of Yowie is first known to, the Yowie word is first known to have been used in 1875 among the Kilimanjaro people, which would be their native yeah, um, part, of, part of the Maoris who uh, yeah. inhabit from basically um, uh, Papua New Guinea to Hawaii. Oh, it's, I didn't know that. All the same group. Yeah, they, I they didn't were, actually look at where they were. I probably should have. Yeah, no, they it's um, a very seafaring group of people. At least part of Easter Island's indigenous people come from this group. There is also theories that parts of South America, that's how that population got there as well. Interesting. Depending on where you're trying to trace this beginning of human civilization on the continent. Yeah, I guess if they're seafaring, I mean, it's yeah. kind of nothing's really close together from Australia to Hawaii. Yeah. The islands do just keep going. Like the Sasquatch, I also have the first sighting in quotations. However, what they say, what is widely known as the first sighting comes from 1795. However, the only place I could find this was in the Sydney Morning Herald. So it was a column by Margaret Jones, who cites the first Yowie sighting at 1795. However, she doesn't really say anything about the sighting. She just says it goes back to 1795. And the whole article is a mess. It's just basically mocking monster sightings, including werewolves in London. So I wouldn't necessarily say that's a strong article to use for that. However, it's just renowned that that's where how far they go back because of that article. It does go back fairly fairly far back in the Australian history. Yowie goes by a gazillion different names, just like Bigfoot, Sasquatch. So he goes by Yahoo, Yuri, Ape Man, Yaroma, Nakuna, Wawi, Imbra, Queensland. He goes by Quinkin, Jugabina. In New South Wales, he goes by Jurawara. Beluga, Uldaga, Gulag, just to name a few. Yowie is a spirit that roams over the earth during the night. 
And Yowie is pretty much every wild, just as every other wild man is. He's ape-like, very tall. He roams anywhere from five feet all the way up to 12 feet, as we see with the Sasquatch and pretty much every other wild man. He does appear like the Vietnamese rock ape to be pretty aggressive. One of the more aggressive wild persons out there, he's reportedly been seen tearing heads off kangaroos a lot. And dogs. Really? Yeah. Because, yeah, I've always heard he likes blood. Like, that's yeah. something about the Yowie. He's very aggressive. And he has been known to attack humans. Whereas you've never seen that. I mean, you politely cough at them in China and they just pick up and leave. Yeah. So these guys yeah. are other spectrum of this. There are also reports that he's timid and shy. So with the Yowie, we see he is all over the board. There's many different sightings of interactions with him many different sightings that he looks very different, which is why he ranges so vastly in size, all the way from 5 feet to 12 feet. What sets the Yowie apart is he has two large fang-like canines. Same old reddish-brown fur, wide flat nose, very long ape-like arms. So that's kind of the Yowie in a nutshell. As far as Australia's animal population they have a large population of rodents and bats so it's believed that it could be a descendant of the new guinean litherium due to the fact that there's no primates native to australia in the fossil record evolution wise and this guy is extinct and is most closely related to a marsupial giant panda so that's interesting the litherium. also to be fair yeah that that is how we're describing it through science the the islands north of Australia really aren't that far away. There are theories out there that all New World apes came from Africa. They just kind of sailed over accidentally. Yeah. The fact that that's a theory and they're just saying there's no primates in Australia, despite the fact there are primates not that far away on islands very close. Yeah. I always find crazy that they're just like, oh, no, there can't be primates in australia because we haven't found them and there's none around yeah well they are an island they are an island but like i said they're not that far away and what we what even swim. constitutes an island technically north america and south america are an island true they are very big island. the largest island if australia really wants to get into it oh yeah we this and on that point he's interesting because there's theories out there that he's related to Gi gigantopithecus of asia However, nobody remembers smuggling any of these guys on board over to Australia. So how could Gigantopithecus have gotten there? However, there's only the jawbone, if I remember correctly about him. There's only yeah. a few fragments of a fossil in Asia. Yeah. Oh. And honestly, that's uh, that's the same thing with... So the orangutan was native to Vietnam up until about 60,000 years ago. And the evidence of that is a portion of a jawbone as well that they found in a cave in Vietnam. Hmm. So Gigantopithecus, yeah, they don't find a heck of a lot for these fossils. Yeah, as we've talked about a little bit. There is also another theory that he's a living Homo erectus, which was never proven to have survived in Australia, only ever assumed. And he also could have been a primitive tribe. So those are some theories on him. And Homo erectus being one of our closest relatives yeah. as well. Like Neanderthal. So Homo erectus is what we evolved from to become homo yeah. sapiens yes yeah we also leave footprints of course which i think is a 
prerequisite to become a wild man. You gotta leave those, which are much larger with than humans. However, they appear to as well, here it is, inconsistent in shape and number of toes. There's a lot of inconsistencies with the Yowie. I don't know if that's just Australians in general <laughs> with the inconsistencies. Well, sorry, do they ever go no more than five or does it like, oh shit, he I got a You a know what? I never actually look further into that. But to me, they're saying sometimes. That's a I weird know, statement. To me, it's saying sometimes there might be more, sometimes there might be less. But on average, there's Probably five. on average. It doesn't say on average, though. It just says that it's inconsistent. Oh. Aboriginal oral mythology and history does cite it going back as far as 1842. I know I had that one above that said 1795. This one I found a little bit more to. And I found this statement to be really interesting. There's a modern writer suggesting that it arose through Aboriginal legends of the Yahoo. Robert Holden recounts several stories that support this from the 19th century, including a European account from 1842. Oh, I really like this citing. Natives in Australia believe the yahoo this being they describe as resembling a man of nearly the same height with long white hair hanging down from the head over the features the arms is extraordinary long furnished with the extremities with great talons and the feet turned backwards so that on flying from man the imprint of the foot appears as if being had as if the being had traveled in the opposite direction Altogether, they describe it as a hideous monster of an unearthly character and ape-like appearance. Wow. Isn't that cool? That is like... That is a gem. That is just exactly the opposite of what we've been learning about... It is. ...wild men. And it's I know, just... and it's such an extraordinary encounter that it's had. And it's so... We'll talk about Jin in another episode, but it's very supernatural for it to have backwards-facing feet. And by the way, if, yeah, Jin, that's a very important thing with Jin. And if you do want to learn more about Jin before we get to it, go listen to a podcast by the name of Hidden Jin. She does a fantastic job. She does job a very good job, yeah. About just describing everything in more detail than we ever could because she comes from that culture. Yeah. Uh, we will touch on Jin, but that's a very Jin-like thing that the feet are facing backwards. So I thought that was really cool. For, I thought you would like to hear that encounter. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. I know, isn't it? Um, and it's coming from, well, it's coming from a European. But yeah, it, it says the natives of Australia believe in the Yahoo. And, 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 and that wouldn't have been a Muslim European at that point, which is probably not because, at that time. Because I feel like if if it was coming from somebody who would have had a belief in jinn, that would have shaped that uh, view. But if it if so it's this... probably coming from an Englishman. It's coming from an Englishman, right? It is. So it's not the per the European that would have had this encounter. It would have been a European hearing it told okay. by a native okay. of Australia at that time. Okay. Um so it probably happened prior to 1842, but I just that encounter well, yeah. is and that's cool. that whole thing, especially with the Aborigines in Australia. They don't they don't write. So they have a it's a very oral mm -hmm. oral storytelling. 
as with the Native Americans, as we were talking exactly, about with yeah. Sasquatch in the last one, a lot of I w was hard pressed to find any encounters. It's very hard to pinpoint. Include any happen. encounters yeah. because they're they have a very oral history. I have some more sightings. I found some really cool sightings of this guy. First one that I want to share. I'm gonna have to share my screen. I'm gonna link this up on social media as well. So this one that I'm going to show Taylor right now is a called the Piper film, which I think looks pretty cool, as with any sightings. He almost has a stride of a bride walking down the aisle. He is very hunched over. Yeah. So this is taken by, I'm going to mute it. Well, this is taken by uh, Bushwalker in August 2020. So this is a fairly new video. And it's in the Brenda Bella Mountain, showing a bipedal animal walking through the forest. And it is actually interesting that there are, in the last few years, good videos coming out of wild men. Uh, there is. There is actually and, and a And especially lot of out of the U.S. There's some mm -hmm. very good ones out of Idaho and Utah that I have uh, seen. They come from drones for the most part. But there are also ones, because we are getting better phones in our pocket... They're just far away because and if the, you are close to these creatures, you don't want to. The first thing on your mind is not, oh, shit, I need to film this. But with some people, it might be. I don't um, think it is for the most part, honest. And the funny you gotta thing see if is, they're peaceful. with technology being, <laughs> I'll shoot at it. <laughs> oh, no, I got no gun. Guess I'll film it. <laughs> the thing now is a double-edged sword because everybody has a phone on them now, so it's easier to get video. And honestly, when I was looking at Yowie, most of them are videos now. But I, I was compelled by that one. I'll link it up on social media. And the other thing is that technology is getting so good that it is getting more and more easy to fake these videos. So well, The thing that bothers me too is have you ever tried, if there's something in front of you you really want to get a video of, take your phone out and immediately capture that thing. It is not immediate to actually start filming or take a picture. No, it's not. It is many seconds. Especially on my phone. Yeah, especially when you when you really want it to work. It takes like 30 seconds to set up and your And then phone. you can't find the app yeah. and then it runs yeah. out of battery. Yeah. There's many sightings of bipedal ape-like creatures. Majority come from southeast Queensland. One of which it came from 1977, former Senator Bill Ochi reported to the Gold Coast Bulletin that he had a Yowie sighting while on a school trip in spring break, and he compared the creature to Chewbacca. There is a man in Gimpy, which I've been to Gimpy, who reported seeing them so much that he conversed with them and tried to teach one some English. One thing I just want to add, there's no bears that are native to Australia, are there? No. Besides the, sorry, besides the koala. <laughs> so I put it on my Instagram the other day. I was looking at, I was trying to research the Yowie. And you know how Google will predict predictive search? And yeah. then it, so I put in Yowie and it put cryptids of Australia. And it came up with Yowie. There was some other ones. And the very last one was bears. <laughs> so I don't think there's <laughs> bears in Australia. <laughs> There's some good ones in Australia. I believe the bunyip lives there. There's a giant bunyip. That was another there. one that came up. There was a lot of them, and the very last one that showed was bears. It was pretty funny. I was laughing at it. Those wild, scary creatures yeah. known as bears. it could never. They're cryptids. It's another. It's another one for the point of people underrating Australia. There probably is bears there. 
Probably. Well, there are. There's um, koalas, but they're just weird. They're bear. not of the bear variety, yeah. though. I can't remember what type of... They're marsupials. Marsupial. Yeah, which I don't believe we have here. Yes. Uh, sorry, we don't have in Canada. We do have in North America. Possums or marsupials. Is a raccoon a marsupial? No, they don't have a pouch. Mm, oh, that would that's what makes a marsupial, hey? There's more than just that, but that's kind of like the big feature that you know. Interesting. More you know. And also where you hide your snacks. <laughs> would you want to put snacks in there? <laughs> uh, I, I guess they keep their young in there, so you don't want to get them confused. No. Okay, so I have two sightings from the Cannes post, which I found super interesting, especially the details of the Yowie. So the first one is a Wonga Beach man. Brad Brown is shaken after his encounter with something resembling an ape. This is his direct quote. I was driving home from work about 10.30 p.m. and I was on the Rocky Point range going around a bend and suddenly something ran in front of my car. I don't know what I saw. It was big and really hairy with an oblong shaped head and its arms were hanging behind it as it ran. So it was running like an anime character. It was running or like Elaine. Doesn't she with its arms behind it? (laughs) Doesn't Elaine not move her from Seinfeld not move her arms when she walks? Oh yeah. No, I was thinking more like an anime character who has their arms back in fully power. Yeah. No, it was somebody who Jerry dated and he just had to stop dating her because she was walking (laughs) like an ape. Yeah. Like a Yowie. Yeah. So there is another one. So this guy didn't want to be named. He's anonymous. And he says, we were fishing at Mowbray, seven kilometers south of Port Douglas, about 2 a.m., he said. Someone asked me about the time. It was all quiet when suddenly we heard this noise. It was a noise I had never heard in my life, like a growl, but not like any animal I know. I freaked out. I went to cut the line and actually cut my rod in half. And I started to eat before my friend even moved. We reversed out as quick as we could onto the road and I had the spotlight on. And suddenly it was on the bridge going very fast. It had dark brown hair, coarse and thick like a dog's. Its arms were flying behind it. When I got home, I locked the door and made sure the kids were safe and locked in their rooms. My partner at the time didn't quite believe me, but she could see something had rattled me. There was someone that gave commentary on this. Kuku Yalanji. Traditional owner and elder Linda Birchall said quincans be known to appear because something has disturbed them or sacred sites and it could be anything from land development to a recent lunar eclipse. So that was just their take on the sightings. I thought it was interesting. That, that mm-hmm. is really interesting that she says land development as well because that's not just a native or indigenous belief. In fact, there are many parts of Europe where you can't develop certain areas because there's something, uh, I, I guess the right word would be sacred mm-hmm. to a, a spiritual creature. In Australia, it might be the Yowie, but in Iceland, it's the elves. Mm-hmm. And in Ireland, it's the fairies. Yeah. And there yeah. are things that just stop development because there's a very firm and ardent belief that these things cannot be disturbed or they will rain hell and fury down on the uh, local population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting comment to make about them, just in hindsight on the sighting. I also like both of those because of the detail about the arms it's almost like they have no (laughs) no feeling or control over. i I just i feel like they've been watching too much anime or they were ahead of their time and they just they were taken on that style of running into area 51 that we all talked about (laughs) 
<laughs> it's true. Naruto in, and then, uh, you know, not have to worry about getting out for we were shot. They, they don't like using their arms. Maybe they're just like long to even use. Their um, arms are only for aggression and nothing else. Throwing big rocks. Those are three of the lesser known of the wild men of the world. Stay tuned. We'll have one more episode at least on these fun creatures where we get a little weird with it. Yeah. Or not all of these sightings meet this Can't wait. cutter. Not that any of these were weird at all, but yeah. So <laughs> thanks for weird. stopping by. Stay tuned for further episodes. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Journey to the Fringe. Uh, we are a new podcast, and we would very much so appreciate if you could like, subscribe, share, and if possible, provide a five-star review or some sort of feedback if you feel like there's anything we could be doing better. But five-star review is the best thing you can do for us, as it does help, unfortunately, in the world of algorithms. Yes. Please and thank you. And you can follow us on social media at Journey to the Fringe. We don't have all of them, so try searching it. Instagram, we're on Facebook. Right now we have a subreddit. And if there's anything you want to hear in the future, feedback, anything, you can email us at journeytothefringe at gmail.com. If there's something we're missing that you'd like to see us on, please let us know. We only know what we know. So we're only and in so many places. Also, if you feel that we have gotten anything wrong, please let us know there as well, as we would really like to have the best information possible. We are mm -hmm. only as good as our research. And if you can provide anything further, it's a real help. Or if you want to share anything, we yes. will definitely, we're open to shares. So yes, thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.